takes over. Smith comes out to the neutral zone. Deals right. Marshall fires. He scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Smith to Marshall. Four to two Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace out on the homestead, Millard and Chapman inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... When was the last time like you oiled everything in here or did a little bit of upkeep in here? Well, that's not that that's above just, my pay grade. I'm just asking when was the last time you did any like maintenance in here? That's not my my requirement. Someone else should be doing that. So but when, I don't know Darren, the answer you're looking for is never. Never. Well, of course not. It's not my okay. job. I don't just, do other people's jobs. Listen to this. Listen to this. <laughs> I could barely do my own. Just just listen again. That's not my hip. No, it's super, not. It's not. That's the microphone. Super distracting, too. I, I know. I know. Yeah. I, I, you, you position the microphone, and then and I'm looking at Chapman, and he's like, uh, not my job. It's nope. Not, nope. It's not my job. <laughs> it's not. It's don't look at me. It's not my job. Hey, congratulations uh, to Marc-Andre Fleury. I know we'll get into it in great detail during the course of the show, but first ever Vesna Trophy nomination comes out today. So big stick taps to Flower. What an amazing uh, accomplishment in the most uh, arguably unexpected year. Yeah, everybody on your feet. This is Marc-Andre Fleury, 36 years old, 17 years in the National Hockey League, finalist for best goaltender in the National Hockey League up against Andre Vasilevsky and uh, good old Philly Grubauer. Uh, I think that's a, a pretty cool thing. Yeah, I, I think so too for Marc-Andre Fleury coming into this season. I think one that you would argue he had something to prove after the way last season ended for him. Uh, I, I think you, you get this type of year from Marc-Andre Fleury and you see just what he was able to accomplish and uh, and especially sharing that Jennings trophy with Robin Leonard. Um, I, I think this is a great accomplishment for Marc-Andre and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to mince words here. I hope he wins. I, I really do because I, I think that that's one of those things where you get this type of year from this guy at age 36 uh, it's special, and and in my opinion, he is the the best goaltender that there was in this this league this year. We'll get uh, our good friend Kevin Woodley from Ingle Magazine on later in the week. He has all the like intricate numbers and the analytics, and there's mm-hmm. certain analytics that do very much support Mark Andre Fleury over the likes of Grubauer, who had a spectacular season in his own right, and Andre Vasilevsky, who has won the Vesna Trophy before. Uh, this is not just a uh, victory lap for Marc-Andre Fleury in becoming the third in all-time uh, wins uh, in the National Hockey League. Uh, the, the deeper dive you take on this, Marc-Andre Fleury should have a legitimate shot at winning 
the Vesna Trophy. But we'll get uh, our good friend uh, Woodley on uh, a little bit later. Logan Thompson has been named the American Hockey League top goaltender. So a great day in the crease uh, for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and the Henderson Silver Knights. And Logan Thompson will join us in just a little bit to uh, chat about that. And the, I mean, we didn't expect the performance out of Mark Andre Fleury at that level. Never been a Vezina Trophy finalist before. Logan Thompson had uh, had barely played above uh, the ECHL uh, in his professional career, and look what he did this year in this uh, truncated American Hockey League season. So pretty incredible performances by the Netminers. Yeah, it's it's almost like the organization knows what they're doing in yeah. terms of goalies, right? Like, um, you know, for Logan Thompson, it's it's another one of those really awesome achievements and, and a hell of an accomplishment for him. And you know, again, as we've we've talked about Logan before, as we've had him on the show, as we've gotten a chance to to talk to him and get to know him, the the confidence that he has in himself and his ability is second to none. And as a professional athlete, as someone that's trying to continue to climb the ranks. Uh, you need to have that belief in yourself. And, and Logan has it in spades, and he put in an absolute masterpiece of a season. And, uh, you know, great, good for him. We'll also uh, dive into the North Division, where it's Winnipeg against Montreal for the North Division title. Didn't see that coming at all. And I have to apologize to all of the uh, the listeners. I called for one of Edmonton or Toronto to stumble. I didn't see both of them falling out <laughs> in the first round. And uh, for that, I apologize. I was very confident that one of the two franchises that have failed to get over the hump the last number of years with some of the greatest defensive talent in the game would not be able to fight its way to the second round. But both of them, my goodness. And ladies and gentlemen, I know, and we will get to it, uh, what happened on Sunday. And the loss against the Colorado Avalanche. We will get to it. But I hearken back to game one against the Minnesota Wild. When we told everybody, just take a breath. It's a long series. Yeah, Things will, will sort themselves out. Do not judge this series on one game. The, the fact that we had to have that conversation is, is interesting to me. Because of the success that the Golden Knights have had in the first three years and a little bit uh, now into the second round for the third time in four years. Think of yourself. Uh, put yourself in the in the shoes of the Edmonton Oilers fan or now today in the, in the shoes of the Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Th- that original six franchise hasn't won a Stanley Cup since 1967, hasn't been to a final since 1967. Vegas, mm-hmm. chalk that one off. Uh, yep. The Toronto Maple Leafs have not won a playoff series since 2004. In your little Rolodex, as you're going down the 215, <laughs> or you're on the Strip, or you're, uh, you're out at Red Rock, in your Rolodex of your mind, ladies and yep. gentlemen, boys and girls, hockey fans all over, go back to 2004. Try and remember what you were doing in 2004. Any ideas? 2004. That was before the lost season. Uh, that was, uh, well, for one, it was before I was married. My, my wife says, wow. that was a long time ago. Because it, like a, a, it feels like a really long time ago for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. like there's, there's a lot that has occurred. Bitcoin didn't even exist. Okay, that was last, like two years. 
What 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 were you doing in 2004? Chapman? Uh graduate graduating high school. You were 2004 was your grad year? Oh my goodness. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Wow. That was my first how year. You, how old do you feel? Ooh. Do, uh, me? Ooh. Oh, I remember yeah, 2004. Great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I was in my I was in my prime. I, I was ready to go. I think there's a lot of ways to look at this. Like we were a MySpace generation in 2004. Now most people don't even know what MySpace is. I mean, my kid has no idea what MySpace is. Twitter did not exist. My son, he's four. He's going to be 14 in November. He wasn't even born yet. I don't. I don't know. I think your kids are about the same age as my son. Landline still existed. Yeah, yeah. My mom still had. Well, I, I didn't, but my mom still had a landline. I remember I, she had an answering machine. Why were you too cool to have a landline in two thousand four? No, I was just too poor. To, <laughs> to, are you trying to tell me that like you were one of the f- people that foreshadowed? The, no, I the I lock. was I was poor, so I had to choose cell phone or landline. I went with cell phone. Like two thousand four, ladies and gentlemen, send me a tweet. Uh, let me know what you were doing in two thousand four. That's the last time the Toronto Maple Leafs won a series. <laughs> I don't even know. Won a series. And what what have the Vegas Golden Knights given us over four years? Three of the last three of the four years, they've won a series. Three of the last four years, two of the last four years, or two of the last three actually, because we we don't know yet. Uh, they've been to the conference final, and they've been to a Stanley Cup final. I, like, Vegas has done everything but win the Stanley Cup in its first three years, and. Toronto, I, 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 and they find ways to lose. We'll, we'll get into that. It's just, it's staggering, and I think we, it's just another reminder of how great of an organization and a team that we're watching right now. Like, it, it, sometimes you just need that, and it may not. It, this team may not win the Stanley Cup, but we still got it pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're in the second round. Like, the, this is an organization that continues to find ways to get over that hump to to get out of the first round to give them a shot to to go deep into the playoffs and you know for for Leafs fans I I can only imagine what it's like to wake up after uh, yet another performance like what they had yeah, from their team in in the first round and you know I I don't know what the answers are I don't know how to fix it I don't know what you need uh, probably more than one goal from Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews combined but that being said like this this to me, both the Edmonton Oilers getting swept out of the first round by the Winnipeg Jets, that hurts. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs having a 3-1 series lead, losing it, losing on home ice to the Montreal Canadiens, I, I think that, that has to, to live in just a, a special kind of really, really unfortunate and, and hard to come back from losses. Like I, I, I look at that, it's worse to me than the sweep of, of the Edmonton Oilers. To your arch enemy. To yeah. to a number four seed, and you're the number one seed, yeah. and it wasn't even close. Amazing. So no, that I just want to set the table before we talk about Sunday, and we let's get into Sunday. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> okay. No. It it, uh, it wasn't fun. It was two Cobb after one, and I actually thought two nothing after one. Get get our feet going. Second periods have been awesome. For for the Vegas Golden Knights, I actually, I didn't mind where they were, and and guess what? The second period thing, it it, it didn't happen. No, it it didn't. I like, I'm kind of right there with you, Darren. Like I, I looked at 
the first period, Colorado, you, you kind of hoped that maybe they'd be a bit rusty and the Golden Knights could kind of use that, that confidence and, and that momentum that they had from their Game 7 to their advantage early. It wasn't the case. They, they didn't get an opportunity to, to cash in on that because Colorado was rested and they, they executed well in the first period. And then, you know, I, I think getting out of the first period just down two gave the Golden Knights a little bit of hope, a little bit of light. Like we've seen this team come back from 2 nothing in these playoffs or earlier against the Minnesota Wild. So I thought that, you know, second period, maybe they could turn it around and the Colorado Avalanche just did everything right in that game and took control of things before the Golden Knights really were able to get to anything that would resemble their game. It uh, was a game in which you lost Matty Janmark. Don't know what his status yep. is uh, going forward. Yep. Uh, Lost Ryan Reeves, two game suspension mm-hmm. after the uh, kerfuffle. Who yep. knew that, like in a scrum like that, you, you like, in the old days, there was all kinds of eye gouging and biting and uh, scratching and clawing. Now they got cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was not uh, the, the the finest uh, of moments, and quite frankly, probably a two game suspension uh, right in the wheelhouse of of, of where it should be. Uh, Max Pacioretty did not receive any supplemental discipline for his uh, shoulder check, mm-hmm. his uh, his reverse check. Uh, Graves will not receive any supplemental discipline for his check on Matty Yanmark. Uh, it's just like a, like a wash uh, out of it. But on the scoreboard, that was uh, as good a performance as you are going to get out of the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, I, I thought that they were they were everything as advertised. Right, you got. A big game out of Nathan McKinnon. Gabe Landeskog was really, really good. And it's the defense. It's it's the ability to move the puck through space in transition through the neutral zone. Kale McCarr was absolutely fantastic. Four-point night for him. So for the Golden Knights, it's it's you know exactly what you need to do. You've got to shut down the high-powered offense, the dynamic offense that the Colorado Avalanche can throw your way. Um you know, way too much time and space, uh, way too much confusion in the offensive zone that the Colorado Avalanche were able to create. And, you know, again, you look at the play, you look at the the fact that Kale McCarr is able to draw two defenders away from Gabe Landeskog, he's able to sneak down and, and thread that pass. And you say, okay, well, who who's at fault there? Sometimes just really elite players make elite plays. And, and the, the, the Colorado Avalanche were in full-on game mode to start that one, and they they set a tone. They they set, uh, you know, they they set the tone for this series. Now it's up to the Golden Knights to find a way to regroup for Game Two. Hard to connect what happened on Sunday with the last regular season game. I remember the, that was the one where Vegas played a couple of men short and dominated the game. Like yeah. every every deserves such a better outcome uh, than that uh, than that result. Uh, Grubauer was outstanding, but it's hard to connect that those were the same teams because Vegas was so good in that last uh, regular season meeting and Colorado was exceptional yesterday, which is why I caution everybody, just be careful. Do not judge this. And I almost, I don't know whether I should say this or not. Like To me, this has got the feeling, I could get myself into trouble here, this oh, has got no. the this has got the feeling of a Homer series, where you might go two two, one one, and then come down to a seventh game. Mm-hmm. Like I expected to go deep, but yeah. just 
just the way things went yesterday, I think back to that uh, that last game at uh, T-Mobile Arena, uh, some strong performances by Vegas. Or does do, do the Golden Knights respond the way they did after the third meeting in Denver? Remember, though, that was the series in which Fleury played both games? And yeah. I think it was 5-1 in the first half of the uh, twin set in Denver. And then Vegas came back and played a really good game and won, and won the second game. And it was the first time that Pete DeBoer had gone away from his rotation. Is that what you see? Because that's that what what we were served on Sunday was a complete anomaly. So where I'm at is like I, I think you're I think you're right in that it has the potential to be one of those series where home ice is is important and the home team is able to find wins, so you're able to go up to nothing. You get the series back to square when you come back to Vegas. I, I can see the path there, but if I'm looking at this in the way that you know, I want the Golden Knights to be triumphant here, I think you need the split. Like you need the split in Colorado, and and I think that you know the Golden Knights. This is a team that know. Sunday night wasn't their best. They know that it was a game that they got thoroughly outplayed. And every time to this point this season that the Golden Knights have been outplayed, that they had a game they weren't proud of, they've come back better than better in the next game. And, and I would expect them to be better tomorrow. And looking for that split, because if you can hold serve on home ice and get the split here, then you set yourself up really well. The avenues for you to advance past this series are very good. Um, I I think the split's necessary. It's vital. That that's a big big game tomorrow night for the Golden Knights. And, and I'm not there yet. I yeah. I was in the Minnesota series. Game one didn't bother me at all because sure. I was confident that game two they would come back with with a great effort. Uh, but I was very upfront with the listeners that the result was vital in game two. It wasn't about sure. the process. The result was vital. I don't feel yeah. that way here. The process, I, I, I want to see the process and a bounce back game. Yeah. But two nothing going home, I'm still okay. That old adage about uh, a series doesn't really start until a team loses at home. I think is really strong here. Now, I'm not setting the table and, and, and trying to, to lay the groundwork for uh, to be able to come back to you on, on Thursday and say everything's okay if, 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 happen, if the result doesn't go uh, the Golden Knights fashion tomorrow night. That's not what I'm doing here at all. But I do get the vibe that, uh, that they're, they're okay whether they win or lose tomorrow night, and that wasn't the, the feeling from the Minnesota series. Game two result was huge against Minnesota to knot that thing up, especially going to Minnesota before they popped that uh, balloon uh, and the whole Minnesota thing. This They're coming home. Yeah, yeah I, I I, mean, I, I get what you're saying, and I, I see where you're coming from, but uh, for me, like, I, I think the result matters. Like, And, and not, to, not to say that you don't think that the result matters. The result absolutely does matter. And, and again, if the Golden Knights can steal one of these first two games in Colorado, then you set yourself up to be in the driver's seat the rest of the way. I really believe that. So, uh, I mean, these two teams have traded wins and losses essentially all year long. I, I don't really think that that's going to be all that different here in the playoffs. But, you know, I, I think that 
kind of to your point, the process tomorrow has to be better right. for the Golden Knights. Like that probably is the the number one important pull from tomorrow's game. The process for Vegas has to be better. The result, whether it comes, whether it goes, whether you get it or you don't, that's kind of secondary to the process of how you play the game being infinitely better for the Vegas Golden Knights. That I agree with. Now, the end result of this story isn't what you want to hear, but listen to the first part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talk to my buddy Eddie Olchuk the other day yeah. uh, on the yeah. chirp, and he said uh, his first year in the National Hockey League, played for the Chicago Blackhawks, and they faced, they won the Norris Division, Edmonton, the great Edmonton Oilers, won the won the Smythe Division. They met in the in the third round. His first year, he's going like this is awesome. Like what an amazing uh, accomplishment! We're going to the third round. They get blown out the first two games in Edmonton. Like he said, they didn't even get the puck. He might, they might have got a ceremonial puck after after they left Edmonton just to see what it looked like. <laughs> like it wasn't. It was it was so lopsided. Went back to Chicago, and they won both games in Chicago. That Chicago Stadium was rocking, rolling, and and they turned around. And he can't put a finger on why they were able to do it, other than they believed in their home ice. So I, I think that that's sort of where this series is uh, in that, in that you've got uh, a, a couple of teams that are really comfortable uh, on on home ice. More so, I think home ice plays a bigger role in this series than it did uh, in against Minnesota, which is not really saying something because they ended up being uh, not exactly uh, a, a big decider until Game Seven. And in Game Seven, yeah, they locked it down. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and again, like in in terms of you know trying to figure out how how the Golden Knights bounce back, uh, you just you play better in Game Number Two. That's that's kind of a given. You you would have to assume Mark Andre Fleury is going to to be a net for the Golden Knights, and and he'll be rested, and that is a very good thing for Vegas because as we've seen with Mark Andre, the more rest you can get him the more locked in, dialed in he is within uh, within his game. And and then, you know, again, I, I think that you don't want this to necessarily get to a Game 7 because you, you don't have the benefit of playing Game 7 on your home ice. So you get the split, you take care of business at home, then you've got an opportunity to try to close this thing out in six games on home ice. And, and for me, that's best-case scenario for the Golden Knights. So while I want them to play better tomorrow – I want the result. If I'm a fan looking at this, process and result, I want them in lockstep. I want both, and I want it to be a, a good, oh, two solid 60-minute effort. I do. Go I want go. it to be a good, solid 60-minute effort for the Golden Knights. That's Ryan what I want Wallace. I'm a fan watching that game. Ryan Wallace Boom. wants the BOGO. There you go. There he is. Uh, let's get to some sound uh, from Pete DeBoer today, uh, talking about uh, the team practice and and how they looked. Yeah, I did. We had a great day today. Um you know, looked at looked at the tape. Um, uh, you know, um, are going to make obviously some adjustments to how we played in game one, and followed it up with a good practice uh, today. And uh, you know, you never can predict results, but I, I know we're going to have a good game tomorrow night. Did you see the tweet by Ben Goats today? I. Did not. Okay. It had some great video of Jonathan Marcheseau leaving practice and Ryan Reeves wouldn't let him leave and was blocking the door. And then Marcheseau tried to go left and Reeves went right. So they they were, you know, camera uh, looking at it. Uh, Right, left, right, left. It was back and forth. 
Here's, and, and you know, Shane and I and I were looking at it uh, together at the same time, and we both said the exact same time, that's great. Like, having some fun. Uh, it wasn't all serious and focus and, and attention to detail. They were having some fun. I thought it was a pretty good uh, gauge on, on where uh, the, the mental part of the game is uh, on this practice day. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like you can't dwell too long on wins and losses, especially when you're going through uh, something as rigorous as the Stanley Cup playoffs. You've, you've got to have a short memory. You've got to put losses behind you and, and just go out there and remember that you're in the second round of the playoffs. You've still got a great uh, chance to win a Stanley Cup. You're still in the running. You're one of eight teams that are left here playing. And, you know, there's there's a lot of fun to be found in that. So I, I like the fact that the Golden Knights are, are still loose even after that game on Sunday. What uh, what was your wave of emotion from drop of the puck to uh, the callers at the end of uh, Sunday? Um, just, again, it's, it's all about perspective, right? Like, you, you know, you can have a bad game and still win the Stanley Cup. Like, you can have a bad game and still win the series. Does it make it easier? No, not particularly, but... You know, at the same time, adversity is something that I think every Stanley Cup, eventual Stanley Cup champion has to go through. Every team that makes it to the Final Four, Final Two, whatever it may be, has to face a little bit of adversity. And for the Golden Knights, I'd rather the clunker of a game in this series come in Game 1 than it be Game 7. So, you know, perspective for me was kind of the big thing. Like, just, it's one game. You don't lose a series in Game 1. Um, what were the callers know, like? Back to the drawing board. Um, pretty, pretty upset, obviously, I, I think pretty upset about, um, how the game kind of unfolded after the Matthias Yanmark hit. Like, I, I think that that, or really the Ryan Graves hit on Matthias Yanmark, um, that was a lot of the ire. Um, a lot of the, the ire was why, why did Ryan Reeves get kicked out of the game when he was sticking up for a teammate? Like those, those calls happened and, you know, again, I, I think that it's a fan base that cares, right? Like, we, we opened the show talking about Toronto and their fans and, and how difficult this stretch has to be for them. And, you know, for Golden Knights fans who, who rel have, you know, you look at kind of different franchises around the league, the Golden Knights fans have had a good run from the beginning, from jump. Um, this is a fan base that cares, and, and they're intense, and they were intense. They brought it on Sunday, and... You know, again, I think everyone's going to regroup, refocus, and be ready to go for game number two. They love their Mark Andre Fleury, Vesna Trophy finalist for the first time. Uh, goaltending is in good hands right now and for the future. Logan Thompson, named top goaltender in the American Hockey League today, he will join us as the uh, Silver Knight Netminder collects uh, even more awards. This is the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let's get at it. VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, Millard, Wallace, and Chapman. Chapman's taking some heat right now. We're going to get Reed on the phone later in the program. Just made that decision, and she is <laughs> sour with Chapman. Hey, great scene this weekend. Henderson Silver Knights, uh, Bakersfield, uh, playing the final of the Pacific Division, and the building was jammed over at T-Mobile. More than 7,000 people on hand for Game 3 of that series, which uh, Bakersfield ends up winning 3-2. But uh, out of that comes exposure and some great appreciation for the American Hockey League. And then today, some great uh, news with Logan Thompson, 
who is named the American Hockey League's top goaltender. And uh, when you win an award like that, you hang out with us on the VGK Insider Show <laughs> on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Right, Logan? Like, this, this is your first, second call? Maybe your first call is back to family, second call is to the VGK Insider Show? Yeah, no, I think that sounds about right. No, I'm just uh, pretty happy to be here. Uh, you, uh, you like many. There's a long list, uh, pal. Uh, give me an idea, uh, Logan. Honestly, like where, where is this uh, among the expectations coming into this year? You always want to have a great season, but I mean, you barely played above the ECHL. Uh, you were carving your your feet uh, uh, in a professional career, but like this is a big, massive jump, pal. Uh, yeah, I mean, for, for myself, I kind of came in the season, um, you know, obviously not, I didn't really have anything to lose. I mean, I think a lot of people kind of, like I have always said, it kind of wrote me off just because of my not very you know, experience, just kind of in the coast and, and Canadian university. So, um, first I didn't really set any expectations for myself, just, you know, have fun and, and play my game and, and, uh, you know, just try to prove everyone wrong. And that's kind of just been my, my mindset, you know, every day and, and every game. Do you know what you get for American Hockey League top goaltender? Like, do you get a replica trophy uh, of the Bastion I Memorial think, I, Award? I'm I'm not sure. I, I, no one's really said anything to me about about that. I mean, obviously, it's it's nice to be to recognize uh, to be recognized, obviously. But I mean, I think it's just I mean that just shows of, of how good of a team we were in Henderson and, and how you know defensive we were and a strong um, a strong group of guys as well. I can't wait for you to get that trophy and take a look at the names on it because it's extraordinary. It goes back. Uh, years and years and years, but some of the names are just uh, hockey hall of famers and the who's who of the game. Uh, who called you? Who who let you know that you'd won the award? Um, Freddie uh, Brathway actually nice. called this morning, and uh, before he just said before it comes out, he wanted to call me and and say congrats. So yeah, he was he was the first person to uh, to let me know. How cool is that? And the then, goalie uh, coach, Ryan gets Murphy, her. my captain, uh, was the kind of the second person to call me as well. Wow. Uh, congratulations. That's, uh, that's outstanding. Logan Thompson's with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. No, Logan, I, I know you said you didn't really have, uh, in, in terms of what you were expecting out of this season, any, any expectations. But like when, when you kind of got to your game, maybe three, four, or five games into the season, when did you kind of feel that you were really settling into your game and it was beginning to grow? Um. I mean, I kind of felt that way last year. I mean, obviously, it was last year I was with down in, in Charleston and in, in South Carolina, and I kind of just was—I feel like just every game I'm getting more confident and confident. And uh, you know, but I think before that, I've said it before when I was in junior, I was always just so focused on trying to get noticed by scouts to get that contract. And ever since, you know, I kind of signed an A deal and then an NHL deal, I'm kind of just relaxed. And you know, there's nothing really else really to more to worry about other than just just playing my game and playing hockey. And that's I think that's kind of been a big difference and just not worrying about what's in the stands or, or all the eyes on you and just kind of going out there and just, just doing your job. You had an interesting transition from Charleston to Vegas in the sense that the, the season was paused and then there was the bubble. But before the bubble, you drove down here from Brandon, I think, uh, and, yeah. and then just and worked out and skated with, the, uh, with, with some of the guys. And I was we were watching you, and it... It looked like that made a difference, or whether it was physically, whether it was mentally, getting comfortable with the guys. But it looked like spending that much time with uh, with the NHL guys uh, helped you out. No, I mean absolutely. Like Conkle, our, our our trainer down in Henderson, he you know he stayed here all summer, and I was able to to work out with him. And you know he he did 
you know, a lot for me. I wasn't always a, a gym guy, and I, I mean, I, I that's just something I was never, you know, excelled at. And you know, he he really pushed me and you know helped me put on weight and and got a lot stronger. And I was talking to him, you know, a couple of days ago, saying that, you know, I've never had kind of a season like this, and I've also never really been in the gym. So I mean, I gave him a lot of credit for for what he did and, and helping me off ice. And you know, I'm just hopefully this is something we can just keep building on and getting you know better and stronger, and hopefully it translates. Uh, to the game as well on, on the ice. I like hearing you thank Honks because uh, not a lot of people uh, speak very nicely to him when, when you're in the gym and he's making you go through all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I mean, there's a couple of days where there's some tears being shed, but um, <laughs> it's all because, uh, you know, he, he loves you and, and loves us and he loves his job and he, he loves, you know, seeing us and he, he's pushing us to try and get to that next level. No, I'm, you know, I, I give that guy a lot of credit. Like I said, he... You know, I put on you know close to 20 pounds because of him, and and uh, I want to you know be back with him this summer, and like it's like like I said, just keep building on uh, getting bigger and stronger. What improved the most from the time that you arrived in Vegas uh, to today as you accept the award for top goaltender in the American Hockey League? Uh, I I think just um, you know it's those things like the off ice being you know stronger and learning how to be a, more of a pro every day. Obviously, you know, getting called up, you know you know, middle of the season was, was, was nice and huge, you know, just seeing where, you know, where I wanted to be. And I think that, that motivated me a lot, you know, and, and being able to skate with, you know, Flower and, and Leonard and just seeing what those guys do and then how they practice and then how they, you know, steal some things from each of their game. I, I think that's kind of how I was able to translate that back and, and just, just that drive and trying to become more of a, um, more professional, you know, off the ice and, and mentally just being, you know, more, you know, strong and, and, uh, you know, ready to go. So nothing technique-wise? Uh, you didn't uh, alter anything or uh, tweak anything? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say technique. I mean, I, when I, a lot of credit goes to, you know, the, the Washington Capitals goalie development group when I was there. You know, they that was something that they, I really worked on last year in Charleston was controlling my game more, you know, being, playing within the post, my crease. And, and that's kind of just been the biggest thing. I think when I was in junior, I was a little too wild and kind of all over the map and sometimes put me in some bad spots. But, uh Last year, that was something I worked on all year, and then this year, I was just trying to focus on my game. And, and Freddie here and and Rosie, just you know, they didn't change anything. They just you know saw some tweakers here and there, but they they didn't want to change my style. And I, I really you know appreciate that. You know, it's, it's hard to, to focus on stopping the pocket and trying to make other people happy at the same time. So they were they were pretty good on just letting me play my game and uh, and focusing focusing on that. You have two of the greatest goalie coaches going in between Rosie and Freddie Brathwaite. Now I want to get to Freddie in just a second. It's Logan Thompson on the VGK Insider Show accepting the award for top goaltender in the American Hockey League with Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. You know, Logan, in in talking to you a couple of times, I think that your confidence is really the thing that that stands out most to me. You just you you seem like a player that has full belief in their skill set. And and the question that I have for you is, where does that confidence come from? When when did you know you had it, and how have you honed it over the years? Um, I mean, I, I feel like it. More of my confidence came from just signing that NHL deal this year, and just kind of. It's almost like I I'm not. I don't really have anything to lose because, you know, no one's really ever expected me expected me to do anything. And I, I just think that that's kind of how my attitude is. You know, no one expects me to do anything, so I'm going to go out in the ice and, and do something that no one believed that I could even do. Well, somebody believed in you because you're here and, and you got the contract. Yeah. So who who were a couple of those people that, that really supported you and were in your corner along the way? Well, I mean, the biggest one's obviously, you know, my dad. Um, you know, there's obviously been some times down the road where, 
things don't go your way, your way and you want to, you know, quit or you just, you know, you just not believe in yourself. And he's always kind of, you know, said that he thinks I have the potential and stick with it and be a crazy goalie dad sometimes and, you know, make me cry. But, yeah, a lot of credit goes out to him. And, and every goalie coach I've, you know, I've ever worked with, you know, Justin Cardinal back in Calgary, my Luke Lobbinsayer, my goalie coach at Brock, um, you know, Alex Westy, my Hershey goalie coach, and Freddie here and Rosie, like, you know, those are the guys that, you know, if you ever have an issue, you go to them. Tyler Plant back in Brandon, just they're kind of, you know, goalie coaches and life coaches. They're all guys who've been through it, and they, you know, can you know help you off the ice just as much as they can help you on the ice. I, I, I don't know where Tyler gets time to coach goalies because he's into everything else. Uh, Tyler Plant, the goalie coach with the uh, with the Brandon Kings and, and a really cool dude in his own right. Uh, tell me about your relationship with Kelly McCrimmon. Uh, yeah, um, you know, Kelly's known me since I was, you know, 15 years old. Um, he drafted me to Brandon, and you know, he to this day he still scares the hell out of me. But I don't know if I can say that. But <laughs> no, no, uh, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, he. Uh, I think he'll forever you know, he'll terrify me. But you know, he's a guy who, who really does care about his players, and you know, he's always I always have exit meetings with him and Brandon. He always told me that you know he he sees the potential in me, but I just you know something has got to clean up. You know, be more of a pro, and you know he, he's got a lot of influence, and he believes in a lot of players and you know getting compliments from a guy like that you know he doesn't just say that to anyone so it was always good that he was in my corner tell me how close i am to the truth uh, you're 23 right now right uh 24 24 okay so so, so yeah. uh logan's 24 uh at his 40th birthday party they're going to be having a great great bash and in's going to walk uh kelly mccrimmon and logan's going to go oh crap kelly's oh. not invited to my birthday party <laughs> 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 not that guy there. <laughs> but you, 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 when, you, when I'm 40, I don't want to see that guy. Like, I don't want him to like see me sipping alcohol because that guy still will give me shit about it. Because you'll still be intimidated. That's the thing. Like yeah, he, exactly. he just, I, I see him now, and uh, and it's like, oh, and I've known him forever, um, basically my entire yeah, life. You get it. I get it. I totally get it. Logan Thompson is with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. So, Logan, as you kind of, you know, obviously the, the season ends, you're looking ahead to what you're going to bring next year, like way too early to, to put goals on the table. But, you know, you, you mentioned your time up with the big club, with the Vegas Golden Knights, and how that's fueling what, what your passion is, where you want to be. Uh, what's your expectation over this summer, and, and what are you looking to, to accomplish next year come camp? Um, yeah, you know, again, this is, you know, talking with Conks, uh, you know, getting – Bigger, stronger, you know, working on some body fat, you know, trying to get more lean, and, and hopefully that translating to my, my on-ice performance again. And, yeah, I, again, I'm, it's kind of the same thing. I'm not going to, you know, put too many expectations on I just want to go out there and play. Obviously, you got, you know, two amazing goalies here in Vegas and, and Leonard and, and Flowers. So, you know, again, that makes it easy. I can just, you know, focus on myself, and, you know, I, there's not much for expectations on myself again. So I'm just going to try to have the same mindset and go out there and, and just play my game and, and hopefully kind of good things happen uh, down the road. You just be asked about the NHL and, and what's going to go on, like a lot more because of this season. That that's all, and you just figure out how to answer those questions, right? Yeah, I mean, but it's I mean it's one of those things where it's you have two amazing goalies up here, and you know I'm lucky to even just be you know in an organization with guys like you know Robin Leonard and Mark Andre Fleury. I mean, I never thought I would father would even know my name, and, and now he remembers who I am. So I'm just pretty privileged to be here. What's he call you? LT. Everyone calls me LT. Nice. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, does uh, 
Does uh, Panda say anything to you? Because he's he's been known to crack some uh, wisecracks to uh, to different goalies that have come through and or been partners with him or, or skated in the same organization with him. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. He's probably the, the second most intimidating person I think I've ever met behind him. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, no, he, he's been really good. He he obviously is is an intimidating guy, but no, he he's given me some tips on the ice when I've been out with him. And you know, again, you know, being able to talk to that guy and getting pointers from him is is a privilege. And I'm, I mean, I'm really thankful for the opportunity uh, to do that. All right, Freddie Brathwaite, uh, your goalie coach uh, with the Henderson Silver Knights, is one of the all-time greatest dudes in the game. Uh, he's a fun guy. He knows the position. He knows technique. He knows how to uh, handle the mental part of the game. And then he got to dress the one game this year. Uh, were you uh, around that game? Like, what did you see? And how did they find pads that were legal uh, and not not too wide? Yeah, I was at the game, and it's just it's crazy. Just I mean, because how the game was so different back then. I mean, Freddie's just so small, like so it's small. Just, it's. It's crazy to think that like he was such a legendary goalie. Like nowadays, like you, can, I don't, I'm not gonna like. It's just so like, it's a different sport. Six three is the, the new normal, right? Yeah. So it's it's just crazy to see how small he is. But he, he was, you can tell he, he is a competitor and he just loves to compete. And he still kind of got that old school on him. So it, it was exciting and it's 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 funny to see. He's got one of the greatest glove hands of all time. <laughs> it, and it's you can see how much the game's actually like changed, right? Like it's just different styles. It's exciting. Uh, so he's uh, he's great, uh, Mike Rosati. Uh, you got to know him a little bit. Tell me about that relationship. Um, it's always been. I, I feel like a real roadie guy. He's, he's always liked me. I met him, you know, uh, 2017 in Vegas, his first ever death camp. So I got to know him a little bit there. And um, yeah, you know, really, really good relationship with him. And he's a guy who's you know a little harder on you, expects more of you, especially when you're up in the NHL. It's you know, it's the big leagues, right? So it's. They expect more out of you, and they push you up. They push you to to be an NHLer, and that's something that's expected. And it's uh, when I was up there, it's an eye-opening uh, thing. And now, kind of, I know what to expect and, and and how to practice and put the effort in when I'm up. Well, one more from each of us, uh, Ryan. You go ahead, and then I'll finish it off with uh, just a little bit of a, a fun one. You know, Logan. I mean, obviously, we, we've talked about the, your accomplishments this year. We've talked about uh, being named the, the top goalie in the AHL, and just you know, a, a moment for you to express how how great of an accomplishment that is for you. Like, have, has it kind of settled in for you that that that's the kind of year that you had, one that that sets you above uh, the rest of your peers? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I didn't really think about it that way. I mean, obviously, like I said, it's exciting to to be, you know, noticed and, and get this award. I mean, you know, one thing I thought, you know, constantly been thinking is just we kind of wish that, you know, we got that last win in, in uh, at T-Wall Arena. Um, you know, that's kind of one that we I think I, I care more about, which is getting that last win in front of those fans with the, with the guys. Um, like I said, obviously it's exciting to be to be named this, but uh, no, it was just a good year all around for, for the team and, you know, really thankful to be a part of that group of guys and, and then that special team. Tell me about the 12 minutes uh, in Minnesota and your National Hockey League debut, and we'll end it uh, with that amazing, beautiful, wonderful uh, moment and and your feeling. And you stopped, uh, didn't allow a goal, so uh, there there was that part of it. But uh, just getting to your, make your National Hockey League debut. Yeah, um, it was obviously exciting. I was kind of sitting in the tunnel, and and Craig was coming back to me saying you're going in. I was kind of looking away because I didn't want to go in. But so I was I was kind of scared, and, and there was a bunch of you know a bunch of emotions kind of going and, and stepping on that ice and just obviously there's no fans, but you know just kind of seeing the jerseys and 
you and that crease, you almost get a little teary-eyed because it's, you know, something that, you know, I think two years ago, me being in university, drinking beer, eating pizza every night, wouldn't, if you told me I was with, you know, dressing in the NHL game, I would have said you're crazy. So it was, uh, you know, pretty emotional for me, and I was excited, and I was just kind of thankful for the opportunity, and, and hopefully there's, there's more opportunities like that down the road. Well, you earned it, man, and uh, you earned this uh, award, the American Hockey League's top goaltender, and uh, I won't tell Kelly when it's your 40th birthday. I'll make sure we keep that yeah. between ourselves. Appreciate that. Yeah, you'll be invited, but yeah, we'll keep it away from Chris. <laughs> Good. Uh, Logan, <laughs> congratulations, pal. A lot of fun. I really appreciate uh, you joining us uh, multiple times this year on the VGK Insider Show, and uh, have a great off season, buddy. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate the call. There's Logan Thompson of the Henderson Silver Knights, top goaltender in the American Hockey League, and uh, we are seeing a maturing of a person right before our eyes and what a unique and cool road that he's taken. Yeah, I, I just – I you root for people, and Logan Thompson's just one of those people that you root for. I, I, I think he had a fantastic year for the Henderson Silver Knights, and, and everything about his game and the way that he kind of approaches, um, you know, his his trajectory as it's moving up mm. toward the NHL, I think is really awesome. So um, great guy, and uh, you know it, it's it's a little un- unsettling that he'd rather have you at <laughs> his birthday party than Kelly McCrimmon. But Tells you, know, you how scary Kelly is, that's doesn't fun. it? That's you know that's a good point. That's a good point. That's that's how you get invited to a lot of things. That's you're, perspective. You're like not as scary as Kelly McCrimmon. Not as so intimidating. Kind of works in your favor. Uh, okay, I, I got some news for you. Uh, Rita's not the only one pissed off at Chapman. (laughs) Right in the middle of the interview, right in the middle of the, uh, you know, we'll take a break and then we'll come back and we'll explain what happened right in the middle of that Logan Thompson conversation. This is the VGK Insider Show. I can't believe he did it again on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. In our number two, the VGK Insider Show, you are going to hear from Zach Whitecloud, uh, an emotional uh, statement today uh, regarding his heritage, uh, First Nations, and uh, what uh, has occurred in Canada over the last uh, week and the discovery of uh, unmarked graves of 215 children at a residential school in in Kamloops. And uh, Zach eloquently spoke on that today. Also, Marc-Andre Fleury, nominated for the Vesna Trophy for the first time in his career. The dude will stop by and uh, comment about that great accomplishment. And Rita, I would like Rita to join us. Uh, Rita, stay near your radio. Keep it on because at some point I'm going to encourage you to call to rant and give your thoughts on Chris Chapman, (laughs) who, during the Logan Thompson interview, fell off his chair. And I mean literally fell off his chair. I don't Uh, know how. I don't know what caused it, but his headphones went flying and he was gone. Any explanation, Chapman? I slipped. How does that happen? I slipped. How do you how do you slip out of your how how do you slip out of a chair? I I I don't know. I was leaning forward and and I was trying to grab something, I guess, and just slipped. And all you hear is crash. Yeah, I don't. My headphones disconnected from from the wire. Somehow the wire ended up behind yeah. the computer. Probably probably almost took out Darren. He's looking at the wire like. Like, like it's 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 his fault. Yeah, like how the That's, hell did that happen? That wire 
Why did you do that to yes, me? Yes, it's all the wires. Oh, Ladies oh, and gentlemen, oh. every time that you tweet at me that I'm mean to Chapman, just remember, it's not me. It's him. <laughs> I can't help it. It's the VGK okay, on, Insider Show. Yes? Chris. Yes. Chris, yes. If Darren pushed you out of the chair, blink twice. He he didn't though. No, I didn't. I, I blinked twice. Yeah, I blinked I would, twice. But I yeah. would I would totally admit if I did it. Like right now, right now, I want to do more than push him out of his chair. You, you yeah, I, want to. I, I was laughing at a, at a joke, but I, I but I, saw, I did yeah. not I did not push him out of his chair. Right now, I do. Uh, it's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.